Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Faith-Filled Friday. I am here to encourage you, to uplift you, to bring you some hope, and just to talk about the goodness of God. Um, in, just in my worship time today, there was a particular song that came on that has always really touched my heart. Just because I, you know, I always relate it to my own life. Um, many songs in worship. As I listen to the lyrics, I relate them to my own life and the things that I've been through or the things that I've seen God do for me. And I know I've shared before that in my worship time, as I listen to these words, many times God is answering me through these songs, you know, things that I may have questioned or things that I may have asked him. And in just taking that time, he responds if I listen carefully and so um, today this song played, again, I've heard it many times. It's called Mercy by Maverick City Worship. And um, I wanted to read just a little bit of it and then share some scripture that just really hit my heart in the way that I feel about just who we are and how we treat one another on a daily basis. Um, you know, we've heard that phrase and we'll get into this more but I just have to say it before I forget but we hear that phrase all the time you know treat others the way you would want to be treated um and it's really hard these days because there's so many people ready to react instead of respond out of love and um let me just read this these lyrics real quick and we'll get into that but the song says I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. And, and let me just say this real quick. You have to go and listen to it. Just with the music. It's so powerful. Um, but again it says. I'm living proof. Of what the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then. You'd believe me now. You turned my whole life upside down. Took the old. And he made it new. That's just what the mercy of God can do. And I love this second part. It says, now I'm alive to tell the story, how I've overcome. It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but the goodness and mercy and the power of the blood, so much power in the blood. I thought I deserved, oh, to be six feet beneath the earth. For all the things I've done, the things I've said, the choices made that I regret. And oh, I would still be lost, oh, but for the mercy of God. And then it says it again. Now I'm alive to tell my story. This is your testimony. How I've overcome its goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. But the goodness and mercy and the power of the blood... Oh, the power of my Savior's blood. And it, the song, it just, it reminds me, we all have gone through things in our life. We all may have made decisions. We've made mistakes. We have um, done things that maybe we said we would never in a million years do. And yet we found ourselves in those positions, in those situations, those bad decisions. Um, just so many moments and yet God loves us so much to forgive us. He loves us so much to take that if we hand it to him and release it and let it go never to return to it again. He takes it 
and he throws it into this sea of forgetfulness. I used to hear that phrase when I was a little girl, all the way up into my teenage years. He takes takes our sins and he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. And I never quite understood what that meant. You know, we as children, we take that literal. But then now you think about it and you say, wow, God, you take everything that I've done that I ask you to forgive me of, to release me from and just let me just let me go on and, and, and do everything that I can to live right and to make the right decisions. And you take those things. You don't hold them over our head. You don't consistently remind us of what we've done. You throw them into a sea of forgetfulness. And why is it that we feel that we can hang these things over people's heads? The people that we love or maybe the people that have hurt us or people that we feel have betrayed us. And we consistently hold on to that that hurt and that pain and that grief and that sorrow. And we hold it over them as much as we can. And if they're no longer in our life or that, that thing has been cut off or that person has been cut off, we still hold that thing over our own head. And we don't experience the, the, the healing in that situation. If we would just release it and let it go. Release it and just begin to, to walk straight ahead, focused on what is more important. And let those things go. You know, it's interesting um, that the third line in this song is, If you knew me then... You'd believe me now. And we even have those those um, experiences and moments where people who have known us in our darkest hour, people who have known us in, in the moments where maybe we were just living a complete total life of sin and didn't, didn't oftentimes didn't even know where we were, what we were doing, just out of, did, not in our right mind. Um, in a pit, in a darkness, in a hole. And if they saw us then, and they saw us now, and where we are in our relationship with Christ, and how how our, our heart has been transformed, and our life has been changed, and, and, and we're serving Him with everything we have, and we're so excited about what it is that he has created us to be. And that line right there that says, you'd believe me now. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. But do we really believe them? Because our human flesh still sits there and wants to condemn them and judge them and um, hold that thing over their head, as I've been saying. And there's no opportunity for that light in that person to shine because we keep throwing something right over that that flame that is just wa- wanting to burn, wanting to shine for him, wanting God's glory to shine through them, wanting to be seen as someone who has turned their life around and is and is doing these great things for the glory of God, not for their own. And yet we continue to snuff out that little light of theirs. We continue to cover it. We continue to to press them down. We continue to condemn and to judge. 
And it says, if you knew me, then you believe me now. Why do we refuse to see the change and the transition in this person or in these people or in that situation? You know, and I share this because I know I've been there. I know I'm sure many of you have been there where we're not proud of the things that we've done. There's a lot of things that we wish we could take back. There's a lot of things we wish we could rewind. But God forgave us. He forgave. He took that away. And I and I and I truly believe that there are still people out there who choose to to judge and to see it myself, yourself, anybody else who has ever been in this position to see you as who you were and refuse to see you as who you are. But you know what? It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you know who you are. You know who you are, who you are in Christ. And to be able to stand there and say, you know what? You can judge and you can condemn and you can say whatever you want, but it does not matter because I know who I am. I know who God created me to be. This is where we need to just shift in our position and in our relationship with God and say, all that matters is that I know you. I know you, Father, and whatever it is that they want to think about anybody else in this world. Sometimes we got to, and this is scripture, we got to remove that huge plank out of our own eye before we start pointing out the tiny little speck in somebody else's eye. Because we have our own issues to deal with, and we have no place to judge others. The second verse is so powerful because... Um, there are a lot of people in this world. And I just want to read the words first so that you can hear what I'm saying. But it says, I thought I deserved, oh, to be six feet beneath the earth. For all the things I've done, the things I've said, the choices made that I regret. Oh, I would still be lost, but for the mercy of God. How many people out there hurt so much with feeling like everything they've done, they wish they never had. And when people continue to point their fingers and judge them, even when they're trying to get their life right, even when they're trying to do right in the sight of God, not in the sight of man, but in the sight of God. How many people out there have felt like their life wasn't even worth living anymore. They felt like, what was the purpose? If nobody else is going to believe in me, then what is the purpose of me even living on this earth? You know, why do we, why do we do that to people? Every single one of you has a purpose. Every single one of you and myself and my family, and everybody that I know, and those of you that I don't know, that are listening to this right now, every single per person has a purpose on this earth. God has created us for a reason and a purpose. And you are to fulfill that purpose. You are not here for other people. You are here to be a blessing to other people. You are here to, um, to do for others to give to others, to bless their life, 
But you are not here to feel like you have to please them. We don't please man. We please God. So know that you are so special. You are so treasured. God sees you so greatly. More than what anybody else on this earth could ever see you. So no, we do not deserve to be six feet beneath this earth. And that's why I love this song. Because the, the guy who is singing it, he is he's expressing his heart. I'm sure this is a, a, a song that was written directly from his heart. If he is the author of the, of these lyrics to know that there was a moment where he felt like there was just nothing worth living for, but the mercy of God, the mercy of God. I want to read a little bit of, um, Ephesians four to you tonight, today, before, um, before I close. And I want to start from verse 23. And I would encourage you to go back and read the whole chapter. Ephesians 4. But we're going to start in verse 23. And it says, And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. I had to go back. Be continually renewed. Continue to allow yourself to be renewed and refreshed. Every single morning when you wake up, do you know how easy that is? You get up out of bed and you thank God first thing in the morning for your life, for your purpose, for what it is that he has created you to do. And you walk in that purpose, walk in it in everything that you do every single day. But when you wake up in the morning, it is a moment to say, God, you have given me life. You have given me a reason to live today and I want to live for you. I don't live for anybody else. I am here to be a blessing to them. I am here to do whatever I can to help them. But I am living for you. And so I love that because be continually renewed in the spirit. That means every single day he is renewing us. Verse 24. And put on the new self. The regenerated and renewed nature. There is that word again. Renewed. Created in God's image. You were made in his likeness and in his image. You are beautiful. You are amazing. God-like in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. Living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. And I love this next part of the of the chapter. Because it it's these are our instructions of how we live every day. This is just telling us, this is what you have to, this is all that you need to do. It says, therefore, this is verse 26, I'm sorry, 25. Therefore, rejecting all false, falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth, each one with his neighbor. For we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. Verse 27. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin, holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. It's right there, y'all. Don't allow the enemy 
to sway you into causing you to hold these grudges with people or to be ang- consistently angry at someone or holding on to that resentment, being bitter about things. Who wants to live their life like that? Who wants to consistently be bitter and angry day after day? I don't know about you, but I want to be free. I want to experience that freedom day after day. To be able to live with joy and peace. Not angry at somebody else. Verse 28, the thief who has, who has become a believer. So there's a transition and a transformation happening here. The thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. You know, I love that verse right there because I have a heart for people who have just been tossed out and thrown away and made to feel like they they are no good for anything. There are people in this world who, yes, have done, made horrible mistakes and done things that they regret, But that doesn't mean that their life ends there. There is hope for a new day. There is hope for a transition. There is hope for them to transform into what it is that they were created and called to be. And why don't we give them that opportunity? Because we're quick to judge. Verse 29. Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. We don't have time to tear people down, y'all. But we have all the time in the world to build them up. We tear one another down. We beat each other down day after day when we could be lifting each other up. When, when I have an opportunity to uplift somebody, when I have an opportunity to encourage you right here on this, ep, on this podcast, it lifts my spirit so much and just drives me into everything else that I want to do, everything else that I have a plan and a desire to do, because I would rather lift you up than to beat you down. And the chapter continues to say in verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him, by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own, for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault-finding, and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, be kind and helpful to one another. Be kind and helpful to one another. I can't say that enough. Tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another, readily and freely. We are not obligated to do it and if you feel like you have an obligation to do it then you're not doing it from your heart so let me just lay that out there first first and foremost if you're feeling obligated to do something you're not doing it freely 
But the scripture says, be kind and helpful to one another, tender hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. And I love how it uses the words compassionate understanding because right there in the middle of those, you can add the word patience. If we just have patience to consider what somebody else is going through, to think about how much they might be hurting, to think about what it is that has happened in their life that has brought them to this point, and what can we do to be patient with them, to listen to them, to want to help them to show the kindness that maybe they haven't received in a long time or maybe have never received in their entire life and show compassion, understand with a tender heart, readily and freely forgiving one another because that's what Christ did for you. If that's not enough, I don't know what is. But the way that he has forgiven you Give that same forgiveness to someone else. Show that same love and compassion to someone else. I experience that compassion. I experience that tenderheartedness, that forgiveness. I experienced all that, and I wouldn't be where I am today if I had not. Because someone chose to lift me up, to love me, to to just show all the joy and the love that our Father could possibly give decided to show that to me instead of beating me down and condemning me. And maybe some of y'all have experienced that same compassion and love. And maybe some of y'all have experienced that beat down. But I'm here to tell you that just as God forgave you, Jesus Christ forgave you, died for your sins, It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It does not matter what anybody else wants to hold over your head, wants to judge you for or condemn you for. The word says there is therefore no more condemnation in Christ Jesus. So don't sit there feeling condemned. Don't sit there feeling like you're worth nothing because you are. And get up today and live your life on purpose. Live it with everything that you have. Because it does not matter what anyone else thinks of you. So I am going to leave it right there. I'm just here to encourage you today. You are amazing and so loved. And so I'll see you back here next week. Have a wonderful day. God bless.